Ben Fagan here with another episode of Career Cash the Podcast, and on this episode to kick off Season 2, I am joined by two of my closest friends and former teammates, Eric and Kyle Schindler. Both Eric and Kyle are physical therapists over in the Tampa area, and on this episode, we talk about the importance of being confident in yourself and your abilities, pushing yourself to get better each and every single day, and why genuine relationships are key. It's an awesome conversation. Let's get to it. All right, we are here. This is a very special episode for a couple of different reasons. This is the kickoff to season two of Career Cash, the podcast. So I didn't bring just one guest. I brought not three guests, but two guests to match season two. I'm joined by Eric Schindler and Kyle Schindler. Welcome to the show, my friends. Ben, thank you for having me here. Good. I hope for the, the, the remainder of the show, I, you both speak at the same time. So exactly. That's how it should be the entire time. All of the, all of the important information that you guys have to go. But for those of you at home who didn't catch what they both said, they're both excited to be here. They're both happy to be here. And uh, this is a huge honor for them. So I think we should just go ahead and jump into things. Um, as I do on every episode, um, I like to start getting a little bit of a background, you know, bring some context around the guests that I have on here. So if you guys can tell me a little bit about your day-to-day, what you're doing now um, to bring context to what you do. So Eric, we'll start with you and then we'll jump to you, Kyle. I was actually gonna let Kyle go first. Nope, Eric, we're gonna start with you. And then we'll go um, to Kyle. So I am a doctor of physical therapy. I work in a outpatient, say outpatient orthopedic setting. Uh, for those who don't have any knowledge of PT, uh, I'd consider us like the bridge from where you're at and where you wanna be. Uh, we see a lot of people postoperatively, um, different injuries. So say, let's use a knee replacement, for example. Grandma gets a knee replacement. She goes to the, ho- she goes to the hospital. Physical therapy gets them up. And within six hours, gets them home. Home health PT will take care of them there. And then they can transition to the outpatient setting where we're going to work on getting them more functional, walking, stairs, kneeling, squatting, those kind of motions. Uh, now, I use that example all the time because that kind of gives the spectrum, but primarily what I love to see is a lot of the athletics and stuff. The, my afternoon tends to be filled with ACL tears and Tommy John repairs and uh, shoulder surgeries. So it's pretty exciting to be able to work with these athletes who come in on crutches day one, they can't move their leg. And then by six to 12 months later, they're up running, cutting, jumping, and kicking butt in their sport. I love it. What yeah, my, myself, I we're, we're 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 the same person on paper. I should start with that. I'm I'm Kyle Schindler, the better looking brother and twin of Eric here. I also work as a doctor of physical therapy in the outpatient setting. We are both located in the Tampa area. Um, he's just north of Tampa, and I'm actually have a Tampa address in my clinic. Schedule is pretty much um, the same, very similar. A lot of athletes, a lot of general population people. And it's uh, pretty rewarding. So both coming from the, the athletic background for, you know, more context, we played baseball together. And um, these were uh, great, great trailblazers for my career, really took me in my freshman year. And, I, you know, I'm truly grateful for, you know, our relationship and our friendship as it's grown throughout the years. Uh, but, you know, coming from that athletic background, obviously there is that easy connection, you know, with transitioning into sports, PT, everything like that. But was this something that you guys always wanted to do or uh, where, where along the line did you feel like, okay, this is the route I wanted to go. Kyle, we're going to start with you this time. I think the, it's, it's a yes and a no. So we definitely 
I say we, because a lot of everything's been we, but we wanted to be a physical therapist, actually wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon at one point, and you kind of get through high school and whatnot, and we actually settled, I say settled, we were business majors when we first started. We initially wanted, like, I don't know, you kind of have your, call it fantasy land, if you will, or you're kind of naive to what it takes to be at a certain professional level for, for any career. Did not really realize what it took to be an orthopedic surgeon or a physical therapist for that matter. And we kind of were going through our senior year of high school. We were being recruited by a couple of like junior colleges, a couple of it, um, a couple like division two schools and, you know, a couple four year schools. And we started just settled with business and was kind of go from there. And we were, I was driving home from economics class freshman year at St. Petersburg College, which is the junior college we attended and played baseball at first. And I was like, what, in the, what, what the heck am I going to do with a business degree? I have zero clue. And I was like, you know what? You should bet on yourself, put the work in, you know, go balls to the wall with this and you're not going to fail. And we decided, so I literally driving home, about to make the left-hand turn to our apartment. I had this whole epiphany thought process through my head. I run upstairs to the apartment. I go in Eric's room and I said, Eric, we're going to be physical therapists. We're going to put the work in and we are going to succeed at this. And the rest is history. Can you, can you uh, either confirm or deny that, that uh, story? Next question. Uh, no, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what happened. And I'd say luckily it's always interesting how processes work and how you I don't know, just one path leads to another. And like we, went, if we, we went to Lynn and we we're fortunate enough to meet Kyle's uh, now wife, Amanda, who was in the process of applying to PT school. And I'm not kidding, I say she held our hand and did, made sure every single thing was done to the T to get into school. And if it wasn't for going to Lynn and meeting her, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have gotten into PT school as quickly. Like we we're set on taking the year off, doing observation hours, taking classes, et cetera. But, She's like, no, no, if you just take these classes and you get your observation hours done this, like this summer, you don't have to miss any, uh, take a year off. So it's pretty cool. We, we did have to sign a, uh, I think they call it like an overload. It's when you purposely are taking too many credit hours. We had to sign one like every semester at Lynn because we were a little bit behind because we were business majors originally. So we didn't take a lot of our prerequisites that we needed. So we took a lot of credit hours, I think like around nine, seven, it was like 19 credit hours each semester. And this we actually maxed out our Bright Future Scholarship, if anyone knows what that is on this podcast. We maxed it out because it eventually runs out. Um, so this is, this is on that same kind of topic, but I was talking with somebody the other day about like the whole athlete class schedule, you know, all these things like this. And we were talking about, yeah, when you're in school, you're in class, you're doing all these things. It's like, you know, people from the outside might look in like, oh my God, you're taking six classes a semester. You're going to practice. You're doing this, blah, 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 blah. But like when you're in it, it's almost so matter of fact. And I don't know how you guys felt about that. And then how that kind of experience has transitioned to what you guys do now. If you feel like all right, after school, it was still, you know, helping you through PT school, dealing with a, a rigorous schedule per se, or like what you guys do now, what was your experience um, going through, you know, having the overload, uh, everything like that. So whoever wants to kick this one off. So what was interesting, when we got into PT school as a first year student, they pair you with a second year student as like a mentor. And it was actually Kyle who was explaining to us because he's a college athlete as well. He brought up the fact that, like, hey, do you remember what it was like 
to have finals week, but yet you're practicing at the same time. Like that's what PT school is like. So it's just like, great, we, we got this. It's not a huge deal. I mean, going from baseball to class, there really wasn't free time, but baseball is what we chose to do in our free time. I mean, if we didn't have baseball in class, we were going to play more baseball. So managing, managing a schedule was pretty easy for us. Now it was an adjustment, um, like, like it was a pretty rigorous schedule at PT school. It's a good, you're used to going to school for what, two to four hours at a time, maybe six on a crazy day in undergrad. I mean, there was eight hour days in PT school, plus you have to study, tests are a little harder, the material's a little more dense, they expect a lot more of you. Um, but we, I would say we were head and shoulders above people in our class just for the fact that we didn't have, we weren't, we knew how to manage a schedule already. I think people go to school and they only go to school, they don't have jobs or extracurricular activities, so they struggle when for the first time in their life they have 40 hours taken from them and they're not choosing to fill it. But it was a pretty good adjustment for us. And while we were at Lynn, it really wasn't that big of a deal to overload it we just knew that's you have your goals you know you know what you need to get done you just just do it it's like kind of like you said matter of fact business as usual and, and speaking with the adjustment periods because you guys when you studied here you're bio majors and then i remember i was talking with kyle the other day and i think the original conversation was with you eric this was like several years ago when you guys are getting into the pt school and everything and you were talking about some feelings of sitting in some classes and feeling like oh man you know, because I studied biology and I wasn't more focused maybe on exercise science or, you know, a little bit more specialized degree that you might get in undergrad in preparation for PT school, that you, you felt a little bit behind. What was that whole feeling like? Because I think, again, what I like so much about these conversations is they're relatable to, you know, so many people. So you don't have to be just going down the PT path, but you may be in school right now feeling like, all right, this is the route I want to go, but, it, you know, my school or my degree or, you know, doesn't have that. So how did you guys handle that once you got to that point where it's like, oh, dang, I haven't heard about this stuff, but I'm expected to know it. What was that whole experience like? Yeah, I would, I would be lying if I said I showed up to PT school and was like, oh, yeah, I got this. We, like I said, we were business majors at first. We were a little behind. And then we got to Lynn, and we had to really, like, we didn't have a choice. And it's no fault to Lynn. It's just the size of the school. It was biology if you wanted to do any sort of medical background and that's what fit for us and it aligned with our goals to play baseball and it got, it got us what we needed so that's what's important but sitting in the first year of PT school and you're sitting on some lecture and it seems like other people already know this stuff and I Eric and I look at each other sort of like do these people have the answers already like did they do this and it's a little intimidating for a second because you're like man I don't know any of this stuff but I will say it's the whole experience is what matters. So they had that one mindset of things. Maybe they were a pre-PT major or an exercise science major or health science major, and they didn't play a sport or they didn't really have like a job experience. And they kind of went one narrow-minded because we had some business background, because we had the baseball background and all this, it kind of diversified our mindset. Now, when it, come time, when it came time to really know the material of the PT lecture, we had to learn it that much better. So if you talk about like learning from failures and learning like something from scratch, like we really had to like get down to the basics, learn everything. And then because of that, even today, like the application of those basic principles, we, I can speak for both of us, we both do a very good job at applying those principles. I have 
as, as part of being a physical therapist, we take students who are doing their internships and I will ask them some very basic questions that would probably be from your first year of PT school that you would think that you could just learn and forget. And they're applied every single day. And a lot of them just don't know the answer because I think they maybe just studied for the test and we were viewing it as studying for, for life or for the career, if you will. So what would be, because I want to jump to you in a second, Eric, because I see a lot of head nodding here. And if, if it's like something wrong with your neck, I know a guy that can help you with that. Um, but but what what's an example of one of those things that, that you experienced and it was like, okay, this is like your two plus two equals four. Everybody knows that, you know, whatever, it's not going to really apply, but you use every single day. And it's one of those basic things. I know from my perspective, a lot of the basic exercise principles that we apply so there's, you know, are we trying to get bigger? Are we trying to get better at endurance? Are we trying to get better at strength? And like the energy processes that go into that, I will ask some students just basic things like that. Like, all right, I'm trying to get this person stronger. What should I do? And I'm not even asking for like even the, the science behind it. I'm just asking for a basic level. Should we lift more and take a longer break to get someone stronger? And then they're like, uh... Yeah, I think so. And I'm like, yes, yes. I don't think it took like rocket science to understand that, but like you got to be able to apply these basic principles. And because I didn't know it as well at one point in time, it's just now ingrained because I had to like study stuff like that that much better. That's just like one small example that I've used recently. I think that's a great point that you bring up too, I think subconsciously. Um, I don't know if you were thinking on this wavelength, but I got you covered here. Um, that, that, you guys coming from you can either look at it from a couple different ways like oh man I'm, I'm behind coming into school like i had to learn this or like you mentioned there it's like because we were behind because we had to learn it that much better our foundation is now that much stronger and i think that's a a great way to shift your perspective a little bit um which is really cool so now jumping up to you eric uh you're, you're doing a lot of head shaking Do you want to talk about that and, and your experiences through uh transition from lynn as a bio major into the actual pt focused work in pt school no, I mean, Kyle, Kyle hit the nail on the head there. I just remember in the very beginning going through anatomy and physiology and I'm not anatomy one. We took at our junior college. and I can't tell you a single thing from it. It's it like forever ago, but, but by the time I got to PT school, talking to some of these kinesiology majors and exercise science majors, they're like, Oh yeah. Like they know action, origin, insertion, nerve innervation of these muscles. I'm like, uh, what, how, how do you know this? Like, yeah, we went through it twice in undergrad. Like, Okay, so like in your head, you're kind of freaking out. I would say the cool transition, like moment, like the pinnacle was like, we had the end of the year practical that very first fall. So August, we start December, we take our finals. We have to go and like label all like different parts of the body. I remember I got like, I think a hundred on it. Just so cool. It's like, hey, I ended up at the same spot that they were. They just started a few steps ahead of me. So I think it just yeah. kind of put like putting your head down, putting the work in and eventually getting it done was pretty, uh, I don't know, felt very accomplished. Yeah, I think you have, you, have two, you have two ways. You can, uh, you can crumble or you can rise up, uh, I guess to quote Eric and quote a song, you can make moves or make excuses. <laughs> so we said, let's just know it that much better. I think I, I, they, they didn't give, give me like a question back or whatever. I think I got over a hundred and that, yeah, that, like you said, it's really cool to know that like, if we were starting this race, I was behind you, but in the end, probably you know i beat you that's for that's for sure but and that's not to say that we succeeded in every single thing we did in pt school i would just say that with the things that we did not know we had to learn that much better and 
our application was then enhanced because of that. And so it's, it's abundantly clear that uh, neither of you lack confidence, which is an admirable characteristic. Um, and I, one that I truly do appreciate. So but going, going throughout this, this process. Wait, ben, ben can, I, can I touch on that? Please, please. So that's actually one thing we got credit for in PT school. Uh-huh. Was from, so I, if you guys have ever been around, I don't know, we had students who would, for lack of a better word, they would freak out before tests. Hmm. They was like, oh, oh God, we have, a, we have a practical exam where you have to go in and play a fake, you have to play a PT with a fake patient scenario. And like, fake it till you make it. Like, have confidence, go in there. Like, if you don't know the answer, like, you just give it confidence. And that's actually one thing that did help. We had a teacher who said, we might, we might ask you a question like, oh, where is this muscle located? And like, if you point to it confidently, we're not going to second guess you because like you, we don't know any better that you don't know the answer, but that's one thing that actually helped us was like going into scenarios really confident and really sure yourself uh, that helped us succeed in a lot of those aspects of like the actual physical practical exams at PT school. And that, that's yeah. kind of what I, what I wanted to get to there was you guys both, I think, to some extent might have that ingrained in, in, in you within nature, but how did that play? And you kind of answered that question. And so I, I'll kind of shift gears a little bit in terms of that confidence. How, how can you share with somebody who might be in that position who's saying like, man, I got the practical coming up or I got a big test or a big interview who, who may not be as confident, you know, intrinsically, how do you, how do you get them to that point and, you know, make them see, you know, the, the, the game as a little bit more uh, playable, if you will. Yeah, I actually spoke with Ben recently about this. We, we, we did a pre-podcast of the podcast, right. kind I of just talking to, about. I have to vet all my guests before and. Yeah, talking about talking about life and, and whatnot. The cracks. So I guess I'll answer the the question. I guess I'll, I'll tell you the story first and answer the question. So you got to be confident, but you got to know where you where you stand and who you are as a person and who you are as a student, who you are as an athlete. I am someone, my entire baseball career, I could bunt. I can raw to bed in the morning and I could bunt. But for some reason, when I got to our junior college, I could not, uh, I could not lay down a bunt. It was hard. I remember coach got like mad at me one day because he was trying to like work on my bunting and I wasn't being successful with it. And I'm someone that can roll to bed, lay down a bunt. And what do you know? Like I was just like in my own head for some reason, I think new environment, new coaches, new teammates, and you kind of like a confident person. Yes, but it maybe was shaking a little bit. So then I took a step back and I'm like, Hey, like you can do this. Like this is who you are. So I laid it down and then I get to, to Lynn and the bunning stuff's figured out. I'm who I am as an athlete and a baseball player. And then I, I'm a shortstop by trade. And then I get put in second base and I have so much trouble with second base. But if you ask me to play second base any other day of the week before that, I would roll out of bed and play it. And it was, it was definitely not as hard as short. Yeah, it has the challenges, but like I was very confident in my ability to play second base and I could not play second base very well when I got there. And I was like, what the heck? And, you know, but then I figured it out. You know, I went back to like who I was, what made me successful and who I was. So I think to go back, like you, you need to know where you stand. You need to know who you are and you need to know what got you there. And like, you need something to fall back on. You need that foundation. So if that's like your baseline confidence, if that's just your athletic ability, whatever makes you successful, like in your strength, that's what you have to truly try to uh, stay with. I would say in terms of like someone studying for a test, if you're, they're, they're not confident. I, I think if you know the material, 
I mean, there's no questioning it. Like, if you're given a, a, top, a topic X, Y, Z, like, if you know your stuff, there's not a reason why you shouldn't be, should be confident. If you're not confident, it's probably because you don't know it that well. Um, now, there, I guess there, there is a performance anxiety and there is some anxiousness that can come with that. But I think if it boils down to if you know your stuff, it's going to be easy. He mentioned a preparation, like is what Eric I kind of alluded to. You have to be prepared. If, you're not, if, you, if you put the work in beforehand for your test, for your practical, for your game, there's like, that, that's where your confidence gets built. And on, on a test or game day, like we used to joke around in PT school, like a game day playlist, like, hey, it's game day today. And this is the day where you get to show everything you've been studying for and an opportunity to, to showcase your skills, if you will. Game day for baseball was your opportunity to put all that hard work throughout the whole week or the, the you know, preseason, whatever it may be, for you to show up and show what you can do. I'm, I'm never going to say school was easy. We, we got good grades, but we weren't like your, we weren't 4.0 on the dot. To, couldn't study for tests but i looked at is in baseball there is someone up there trying to get you out you could do every single thing right and still go over four with four line outs in school the test really ain't trying to trick you that much it's not like someone's trying to see you you can do everything right on the test and you're probably going to get 100 still or you're going to get an a or a b so that's kind of the mindset i always made me think feel better about it. it's like hey i got this yeah that, that's, a, that's a really interesting perspective there because it, it is true i don't know how much i've actually thought about that but you know, from playing, playing there is like, I, I like that a lot. So what does the, what does the preparation look like for you guys now talking about, cause you can, I think you can make that easy, you know, um, draw that easy pictures. Like, okay, my preparation for baseball is to train, to hit, to feel my preparation for a test is to study. What's your preparation in your professional work that you do each and every single day now? I would say it is very easy. And once you actually get into your career to coast, because you're here, like I could just clock in every day, clock out, see some patients and not strive to be better. And I think that takes one, like definitely your internal motivation. Like, do you want to be good or do you want to be great? And if your goal is to be great, then you have to put some extra work in. So that's going to be for us. That is, you know, staying up to date with some research articles, reading PT journals, following other PT accounts, people that are like trailblazers in the profession, trying to keep up with what's the latest and, and best way, an evidence-based way to, to practice. It is, it's definitely easy because when you work, it's, you're working 40 hours, you have life outside of here. So like we both have wives and a kid and if we have like, we have stuff to do outside of here. So you, you have to try to you be very, very intentional about being better about continuing to put the work in. So that hard work that we had from, you know, our baseball days, that, that doesn't stop whatsoever. Now, like I said, you want to be good or you want to be great? If you want to be good, I probably can just show up. You want to be great, you got to put some work in. Yeah, I mean, I could show up and not prepare at all, ever. It's not like there's certain cases we will have, and we have a, a friend, Chris, that we set up a weekly phone call with to – talk about tough cases that we have. And I mean, we have a, a group text going constantly, just asking each other questions and, hey, well how, well, how would you do this? Or how would you go about this? What do you see with X, Y, and Z? Um, I, it's very easy in the medical profession to graduate and still be doing the same things that you've been taught, which most likely the things you've been taught are 10 to 20 years old anyway, because that's how long it takes to get into the school system. So it's, it's pretty easy to sit back and, and be pretty outdated pretty fast. So I'm going to 
for the first time on the show, introduce a brand new game to you guys. It, it's called Name Those Three Letters, and it's an uh, association game. So I'm just going to pick three random letters, and you guys tell me the first thing that pops in your mind, okay? Uh, EBM. <laughs> Evidence-based movement. Evidence-based movement, very interesting. Why perhaps did you pick those letters? You want to tell us about what evidence-based movement is all about? Yeah, so we, our, our friend Chris, who we graduated physical therapy school with and who works for the same company as us, he reached out to us because he was a part and still is and he invited us to join um, Evidence-Based Movement, which is an Instagram account in which we take research articles, simplify it for PT students, clinicians, chiropractors, anyone, general public, just to re like to simplify things because it takes a lot of time to read a research article and to like put into practice. So we kind of put some big takeaways for things, and we've been doing that I think since our uh, our final year of PT school. Anything you'd like to add about those three letters, Eric? I think that's about it. It's all. I mean, it's good for anyone who's likes fitness because I think the fitness, strength and conditioning, PT realm can really overlap. Uh, so there's a lot of good, good information on there if anyone's interested and wants some non-BS uh, facts. And, and, and truly separate from this, I, I, I can attest from not being in the uh, medical profession, having the, the expertise that you guys have. Um, I do follow evidence-based movement and it is really cool because you guys do a great job of simplifying it, taking all these dense ideas, or I'm sure our dense ideas, a lot of detail, um, sifting through, you know, all the fog and then presenting the, the viewer, uh, me, because uh, I know you guys do it for me mostly. Um, with with the easy to understand information and then you can you know begin to have conversations and you as as the athlete or the the patient or you know wherever you are in your life are able to understand actually what you're doing and you're not just doing random movements for the sake of doing random movements you have the understanding behind why you're doing them and that's also what I think you guys you know from our conversations do very well um, in in your careers feel free to use this as a testimonial no big deal um, you know but but take that you know dense information explain it to your your patients uh, in the athletes that you work with and say, hey, we're doing this for a purpose. We're not just doing things, you know, because it sounds cool. Um, so I, we're getting to that, that uh, time of the show where um, I'm kind of over speaking with you guys. I'm just kidding. This has been a, a joy and a blast. Um, and I wish it could go on forever. Uh, but it is time for us to wrap up. And we end each show with a segment called Cashing Out. And this is where you leave us with your most valuable piece of advice, a little extra money for the road. So I'm going to start with you, Eric. What do you have for the people? This is where you pay us. Correct. Okay, Correct. I'll, I'll send you my Venmo's at Eric Schindler 31. Okay. I can, you, yeah. you can spell that and put it in the show notes. Yep. You got it. Um, my advice, I think I want to go kind of go back to it. It's easy to stay stagnant. I think it is painful. There are some people are painfully average and it is so easy to be average. It's almost sad. If you show up to work every single day and just do your job, you're considered above average, which I think that's just by the nature of our backgrounds. I think you're just expected to do that. Um, let's say don't be intimidated by things you don't know. And you're not going to, especially coming out of school, you're not going to know everything. I still find myself, there's something called the Dunning-Kruger effect. And it's basically the more knowledge you have, it's you, the more knowledge you have, it's the more you realize you don't know. Um, and what happens is we come right out of school, we have a little bit of knowledge and no experience, and we have all this confidence in the world, and we think we know absolutely everything, but then quickly we get, you get humbled 
Uh, they call that Mount Stupid, actually, if you look up a diagram of it. You get down and suddenly you realize, oh, I don't know anything, and I'm suddenly trying to learn more and more as time goes on. And I think you're left with more questions than answers sometimes coming out of school. And I think if you just learn a little bit every single day or every single week or month, suddenly you've accumulated a lot of knowledge. Like if you, for example, if I want to know more about shoulder pain, okay, I'm going to spend the next three, four weeks, listen to some podcasts about uh, shoulder related pain and different research articles about shoulder and asking some questions. And, you know, after a couple of weeks, you realize, oh, I know a lot more. I can help them. Okay, time to move on, different body part. And I think you can take that parallel into probably every single profession, just taking a little bit of ch like little bit chunks and suddenly you end up with more. Kind of like if you read one book a month, doesn't seem like a, doesn't seem like a lot, but at the end of the year, that's, that's 12 books. That's, that's a whole lot of knowledge being gained. I, um, I guess mine, a little different take. I would say, I think Garbs, which is a Rudy, Rudy Garbalosa, the uh, Lynn baseball coach, he, I think he starts off every year with this one, but I did not remember it until my senior year. He says, baseball is about relationships. And at the end of the day, that's what's important. We had a high school baseball coach tell us the same thing, that it doesn't matter. Um, people outside of a program are going to know what kind of athlete you were and how good of a baseball player, soccer, football, lacrosse, whatever you name it. But only the people on your team are going to know what kind of person you were. And relationships are literally everything. Every single day, me as a physical therapist, I have to develop relationships with people. And your ability to connect with people will ultimately make you better at your profession. And I do this, we do it every day. I, the first time meeting a patient, they walk in the room, the building, and you have to like connect with them, find some common ground. And I would say if you get too narrow-minded and too singular focused on like one career path, not that you should bounce back career to career, but like if us as physical therapists, like me being a bartender would actually serve me better than being like a, a, a working at the front desk at a PT clinic because I'm going to have a different life experience, a service industry and stuff like that. Me being a business major first, having some background in that, me being an English major, like you name it. So if you only have one mindset, the, it's like this, you have blinders on, but when you have multiple viewpoints, you wear different hats at different points in your life, you do a manual labor job, you've gone through hard times with this, your, your vision then's opened up and you can then connect with people on array of lifespans um, and meet people where they're at. And then that can ultimately like accelerate your career. Cause at the end of the day, like if, if you can't connect with people, you're not going to get too far. I totally agree. Be, be a good person, make connections, because especially coming out of college, you're going to need every, every single one and you're never going to know uh, who you're going to need. Or who you're going to run into that you, you went to school with or had a class with. And I think like Ben's an excellent testimony of that. I, you know, we won't say names and stuff, but like they're, they're teammates that like if they called us up right now, I probably wouldn't answer my phone. Maybe, maybe I would. I don't want to be that bad of a person, but that's what you remember those people as. You remember them as, as the, the, the negative teammate they were, not, hey, you know, that, that guy was really good. He was all conference or whatever. You remember the kind of person they were, and that's like why we're doing this podcast with Ben and why we still keep in touch because I know how he was as a teammate. He knows how we were as teammates, and we uh, both respect each other because of that. 
Absolutely. I truly appreciate it. And, and one last little tidbit for the road that this was a conversation that me and you had, Kyle, my sophomore year. I remember I was outside of the cafeteria and man, I was, I was struggling. I was down bad. And you're like, listen, nobody cares what you're, what you hit. Nobody cares how many errors you make or don't make. They care whether or not you are a good person. And so he's like, just keep being a good person, keep working hard, keep doing those things. And then the rest will be all right. And like, I knew that in the moment, I, I believed it. But like, I think it takes you getting out of the game, out of the sport to really see the power of relationships. And you don't have to be an athlete for that. Like you guys both said, being a good person, you know, and building those genuine relationships really, really can take you so far. So I think you guys both deposited a whole lot of money in everybody's mental and emotional Venmo accounts today. So I can't thank you guys enough. At, at Kyle R. Schindler, Kyle R. Schindler. Very, very good. Very good. So uh, I, I do not sponsor this and uh, that is not a part of the show, even though it's called Career Cash. So that's, uh, that is what it is. But uh, thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate it and keep up all the good work. I'll be following along every step of the way. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben.